Welcome to this episode of Reddit Guy. The subreddit we will listen to today is called r slash idoworkherelady. Our first post of this episode comes from Ancient Educator 76 and it's titled A Joke, An Unintended Insult, and the Story of How I, Kind of, Got Some Lady Out of Six Flags. So I've been to many Six Flags this summer, and today we're at our last one before home. I've learned quite a bit about the process, how strict they are about line jumping, and especially how stressful a Six Flags employee's work life can be. That being said, I've turned myself into what my wife calls, the self-appointed entertainment no one asked for, lovingly of course. This will be pertinent soon. As we're entering the Joker, world's largest swinging pendulum, I notice a bunch of question marks on the wall, and I'm like thinking isn't that the Riddler? Anyway, here's the joke, what's the difference between the Riddler and the Joker? A. Okay, now I'm front of us was a special education teacher with six or seven special needs kids who enter the first room of the Joker. The room opens up for us and we get to experience what that group just did, which was a campy, is there any other version? Joker voice says to us over a pre-recorded intercom or whatever, you and your team of dimwits think you're a match for ME. All I could think of was the group in front of us who just heard this. Oof. Anyway as we exit we hear hoots and howls and the group yelling to each other dimwit. Amidst the screaming of a couple of the people in the group because this entryway to the ride was a multi-sensory nightmare. The teacher or leader was visibly at wit's end, UG word choice, and wound up getting out of line eventually. Now for the I do work here moment. Later in this same line an employee whose job it is to count 40 of us and walk back up through the line did so, and as he passed I was all, disgoys cut in the loin over here, in my most stupidly exaggerated voice, just in case someone might not realise I'm joking. The employee looks back, smirks and laughs silently as he walks down. He didn't make it past four more parties before this lady who took what I said seriously started shouting at him, saying he can't get through, and that, I'll be goddamned if I'm letting another one of you motherfuckers through. Go the fuck back where you came from. Wow. Even when he calmly, amazing, pointed to his name tag and explained the process in detail she doubled down and began poking him saying I don't care who the fuck you work for, dot and etc by this point I was getting an earful by my fam for starting the whole thing so I didn't hear the rest. She was escorted from the park by security. I was on the ride and saw this part from 172 feet. Yikes. Sorry because mobile. The next post from Chickenman7 is titled Everyone believed me based on very flimsy evidence. Dot but it is true. Not 100% sure this fits, but I'm not sure where else to put it. I, 31M at the time, am a music teacher. I moonlight as an accompanist for school and church choirs, as well as play the organ for the local Major League Baseball team. One fine October day, the baseball team was playing its first home playoff game in quite some time, and I played for the game. Electric atmosphere, big win for the team, they pay me to watch baseball, amazing afternoon. Since the game had a 1.30 or 2pm start, I was still able to keep my engagement for a middle school's fall concert at 7pm that evening making it in plenty of time even with all of the post-season festivities and extra commercial breaks at the game. Very graciously, during the concert the director commented on the fact that I had played for the baseball game earlier in the day and thanked me for still making it for her concert. I smiled and gave a little bow, head nod, but the audience stared blankly at me, so I jokingly played the very basic charge. Motif, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Charge, everyone's eyes lit up in excited recognition as though that was the proof they had been waiting for in order to believe. I even overheard someone loudly whisper, wow it really is him. As though any musician couldn't possibly find those six notes. 
Anyway, the concert was fine and I didn't exactly get mobbed by adoring fans, but more people smiled at me than usual that night. The next post from Wafer 2016 is titled Far Above and Beyond the Call of Duty. Dot. This story took place just after lockdown went worldwide last year. I had been stuck inside for two weeks so far and one bright winter day realized I was quickly going to be running out of essentials. Shampoo, body wash, all the fun stuff so I don't stinketh. So my brother took me to the world of Wally to do a bit of shopping. I pulled on my black surgical gloves and my mask and sallied forth to pillage the shelves. From a socially distant six feet away from everybody else, everything went great. I avoided all the people who were also avoiding me and made it back to the front doors in one piece. Woot. As I was leaving, I happened to pass an employee working store standards and we chatted for a few minutes. I wished him well and told him I hoped he would stay safe, hopped into my brother's van and went to close the sliding door. It wouldn't close. Tried again, nope. Had a peek and the seat belt was stuck in the door. Oh great. My brother tried to get it out, no luck. It was stuck but good. Just as we were about to despair, the same employee I had chatted with came up and asked if he could be of help. This man got down on his knees, on the cold, wet, snowy ground for almost 25 minutes working to free that silly seat belt from the gears of the door. Finally after much, patient, fiddling on his part he managed to free it. Saving us time, and expense of getting it professionally repaired. Or having to cut it free which was our other option, after he stood up, and tried to brush the slush off his pants, we thanked him profusely and wished him a wonderful day. As soon as I got home, I made sure to call and tell the store manager what a wonderful thing he did. Manager was very happy and told me he would be sure to congratulate him on a superior job. Honestly, with all that has been going on in the world, this guy was a ray of sunshine and blessed our day with cheerful help and a kind smile. We need more people like him. The next post from Medieval Grunge is titled Mom, I'm the only manager here tonight. A few years ago I worked at a local historic site that did day tours as well as costumed evening events which was what I did. After a couple of years I was trained up as a part-time manager and after some initial anxiety really settled into the role. At this point I was small, 20 going on 21, and baby-faced even with all the makeup and the costume. We had an ongoing issue with tourists littering inside and outside the curtain wall surrounding the site. We cleaned up the litter inside but technically anything outside was owned by the county and therefore not our responsibility so we didn't touch it and hoped the county would actually do its job for once. Between shifts, the site would look completely deserted since we locked all doors and stayed away from windows to discourage over-eager visitors from taking pics, trying to force their way into the site LMAO. One day as we were preparing to reopen for the evening someone knocked on the front door and thinking it was a co-worker I got up to let them in. Instead, I opened the door to a large bag of garbage and a very angry-looking local in a faux-official high-vis vest. From her perspective, she has marched up to knock on the door of a deserted castle and been answered by a very young woman in full historical costume. Me. Good evening, we will reopen in about 40 minutes. Her. You have a responsibility to clean up the litter on your site. You have to dispose of this bag for me, me. Did you collect that inside or outside of the curtain wall? Her. Outside. It's filthy out there. Now take this bag off me. Me. Any land on the outside of the wall is owned by the county and so I suggest you contact them. We are not responsible for it or any rubbish on it. Her. Well I need to speak to your manager. Me. Okay, that would be me. Her. No not you, your real manager. Me. Yes, I am the manager here tonight. Her. Well I need you to leave a note for the actual manager then. Me. 
Leave a note for myself. Her. No for whoever is actually working here. Me. Mom I'm literally the only one working here right now. I can take down your name and phone number if you like but that bag of rubbish is not our responsibility. Have a good evening. I then closed the large, heavy door in her face with a very satisfying thud. Edit. I didn't accept the rubbish for two reasons. A. The county had long-term neglected the land belonging to them and as a result, much of it was a genuine health hazard. They did cosmetic upkeep so it looked safe but did nothing to safeguard against long-term coastal erosion, leading to multiple injuries of visitors. Accepting responsibility for any part of it was literally a slippery slope of liability and 100% not my job. I had previously been reprimanded for thoughtlessly suggesting a visitor take a walk around the site while they waited. B. As the new person, I wasn't going to set a precedent of, we accept bags of rubbish from rude people, for the sake of me and my co-workers. When working with, primarily American, tourists, you quickly learn the need for hard unmovable boundaries about what is and isn't your job. The next post from Matt in Sir Cal is titled I don't work for you, but I'm going to be working with your colleagues. TLDR, on a work trip, I was nice to a flight crew member that worked for the company I was visiting and working with thus the tenuous connection to, working here, during that trip. I scored some gifts. So, I think this is halfway between being correct to post here, and correct to post in a don't work here. I'll let you decide, but I think you'll understand my choice of sub. Also, I have to be quite vague with details because reasons, and provide the following disclaimer. The statements made here are my own and do not represent any party with whom I had or have a working affiliation, in the past or currently. This was posted on my own time, using only personal devices and private resources, nowhere near any company or customer facility. It is my belief that nothing posted here is in violation of any agreements between me and another party. The opinions stated here are my own. The company I was working for at the time of this event made things that were installed on airplanes. I was on a work trip to visit a customer. It was a fairly long flight, made to seem three times longer because I was in coach class and only a few rows from the rear of the plane. A couple hours after the meal service, the flight attendant, F.A., was walking through the cabin making small talk with the passengers that weren't sleeping or watching movies. He got to me, F.A., so, have you ever been to, destination, before? Me, no, first time. F.A., oh, are you on vacation, which places do you plan to visit? Me, no, I'm actually going to, city, to meet your, specific team, to work with them on, some activity with our product. One of my colleagues is traveling with me as well. He's over in seat number. F.A., you work for company name. Come here. Me, thinking. Or, fuck. Why did I say that? He walks me over to a crew-only area and starts asking a bunch of questions about crew-only things. The aircraft is in the air with paying passengers on board. I didn't have the specific license that allowed me to casually brush a fingertip across any crew-only device, much less to actually push a button to do, function while passengers are on the plane. It's iffy even if the plane is parked on the ground and doesn't contain a single passenger or crew member. Even if I did have said license, I would need specific advance permission from certain authorities that work with or for the customer. But if any part of that device were off the airplane, well, I still technically can't really touch it, except under certain circumstances, as long as it remains property of the customer. But, I have been trained in live operation of that device, and did do it for another customer. Yeah, kind of confusing, but international regulations. So, back to the conversation, me? Well, I'm not at all authorized to touch this while the plane is in the air, and I don't have permission or authority to do so from your company. I'm not even authorized to tell you, 
that's someone else's job in my company. But, if I could, what I would do is, verbally explain sequence of operations. F.A., you mean like this? Does what I just explained? Me, exactly. F.A., oh, great. What about, question A. B, C, me. Well again, I'm not authorized to do anything with, this device. But if I could, answer A, B, C. I believe this is all in the crew training documentation your employer should have given you. They take our documents and turn them into your company's training guides. F.A. Yes, but the instructions in the guides are not always clear, and we don't always have time for hands-on training when the way the device works changes. But I get it now. Thank you. Me. My pleasure. I go back to my seat. There weren't really any movies I wanted to watch on their TVs so about an hour later, I was browsing the duty-free catalogue to fight off boredom. F.A. Seeing that I was browsing the liquors. You like whiskey? Me. Yes, very much. F.A. How about Blue Label? Premium Johnny Walker whiskey that was in the catalogue. Me. I've never tried it. F.A. Oh, that's too bad. The F.A. walked away. Ten minutes later he walks back down the aisle. He had gone up to the first class seats. Very discreetly, he places a glass on my tray table. Whiskey. Blue Label. A double shot and a bit more. Sweet. I savoured it for a half hour, and thanked him afterward. Just before we landed, out of nowhere a children's entertainment pack from the first class cabin came flying through the air and landed on my tray table. Same thing happened to my colleague. Okay, so maybe it wasn't so bad that I theoretically answered a few questions. Note, I won't reply to any comments speculating on or attempting to figure out any of the details. Edit, corrected spelling of liquid gold. The next post from Yart Smith is titled Irony Not Lost on Me. I told one of my co-workers about a previous post here in this thread. I had told him how I often get asked to get someone else, when I've explained something to them and they don't believe me. We had a customer ask him a question about installation for shower tiles not an hour later. He brought the customer back to me. I asked him some questions about his project, Substrate Materials ECT. He literally asks for someone else. Luis looks at him and tells him, she is the pro. She knows what you need. She already told you how to install this tile. Why would I ask someone else? Customer then stomped off. Asks a manager that he met down the aisle. John the manager bring him back to me and asks me to help him. He finally buys the material I told him to in the first place. John looked at both me and Luis like we had lost our minds when we busted out laughing when the customer was safely out the front door. Luis tried to explain what had happened. Meanwhile I couldn't stop laughing whenever Luis and I caught each other's eye. The next post from Runny Out of Time is titled No, I'm an Attorney. A brand new misdemeanor prosecutor joined the office maybe six months out of law school and I had been asked to help train him his first few weeks. The office provided us laptops so that we could hold docket in the courtroom per the request of most judges, but gave us these goofy Dell backpacks to carry them. Whatever, not a big deal. I'm walking the new guy to his first docket and explaining a little about the process and what to expect when we get to the secured entrance for the back hallway. I point to the RFID pad next to the door and tell him to hold his badge up to get us through. He swipes, it beeps, light stays red. I tell him to try again. He swipes, it beeps, light stays red. One of the court coordinators comes up right behind us and in the sweetest voice possible says, Oh, are one of the new high school interns. He sheepishly looks back with his backpack slung over his shoulder and a badge that won't let him through and has to explain, no, I'm an attorney. I felt bad for him but he was a good sport about it and he and the coordinator used to always laugh about it.
The next post from Shy Blue Flower is titled Yes, I run this project. Dot. Several years ago I worked in a laboratory that ran both chimerical samples and samples from a state-funded project. Although I was a new hire, I was quickly handed the state project with little direction. Through blood, sweat, and tears, I made it functional and learned the ropes. Other than small details handled by a co-worker, largely logging samples in a system I was told no one had time to train me on, I was running it single-handedly. However, I was also 21 years old, baby-faced, and quite painfully shy around authority. Couldn't make eye contact to save my life. You can see where this is going. Someone from the state came unannounced to our facility to talk to the project runner, me, just to see how things were going. Shy and nervous, I asked if she'd like to sit down in our break room and if I could make her some coffee, not able to meet her gaze and feeling extremely scrutinized preemptively. She agreed, and as I stood there getting coffee ready, the woman asked when I would fetch the project runner, as she was on a bit of a schedule. I blinked a few times, confused, before tentatively saying, I'm right here. We'll get started once the coffee is on. She looked skeptical at best. A taller, older co-worker with more confidence in his step walked by, and I could see in her face that she thought he looked more the part than I did. But once she started asking questions that I answered succinctly, she seemed to believe I was indeed the project runner. I was relieved when she left. I can get why she was skeptical of my position, but I can't say it didn't sting a little bit to have my youth perceived first. Edit. To address a common theme in the comments in case you don't feel like scouring through or feel the need to comment it yourself. Yes, I'm aware I came across poorly in general, but between several years hunched over a microscope in a college laboratory with fairly inconsequential undergraduate research and then a toxic work environment, I had zero self-confidence. On top of that, I was hired as a lab intern and then given a bunch of responsibility I wasn't fully prepared for, as the parent company of the laboratory gave little funding for lab staff. I've since gotten better thanks to more supportive work environments and some therapy. Thanks everyone. Today's last post from Yart Smith is titled Not the Idiot Here. So, I'm older than I look. The fact that I'm only 5 feet minus 4 inches gets me looked over quite often. I have been in the construction industry for over two decades. To say I have been told they need someone who knows what they are talking about daily is an understatement. My favorite is when I explain the products they need, mortar, grout, spaces, levelers, sealers ECT. Only to have them ask for someone else, i.e. a guy or older person. I laugh my butt off when the backup arrives and tells them to talk to me, cause she knows more than I do. Sets me off laughing once they walk away. Every. Damn. Dot. Time. Even more fun when I was the person who did the design and drawings in the first place and the guys realize once I'm on site that a girl is the job site supervisor. So much fun. Dot. Sometimes.